You ready to go? You good? Joe, cheers. What do we got, get you another high noon? No, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> I've been seeing you online, you're doing all your, you're working out. It's, it's what, what motivates you, me, man. It's what gets me going first thing in the morning. What do you got, the competition? What, what gym do you belong to? Orange Theory and Brick. Orange Theory. Yeah. A little shout out to Orange Theory. Orange Theory and Brick, definitely a big shout out. Yeah, Changed always, my life. I always see you putting up those, uh, I guess they keep track of you while you're there. And crazy you're miles, the crazy cali, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's good shit, man. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have a bourbon and I'll still get up and work out tomorrow too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Don Salafia. How about this sign? I love it. Fire. Fireside America. It was uh, done by Marco Lights and Howell. So shout out to them as well. Well, dude, I, I appreciate you coming on again. Um, in this podcast business, this is something Evan and I are doing, you know, part time as like a passion project. And, uh, you know, we try to schedule people about, you know, six to eight weeks out yep. and things come up. So, again, we had somebody that canceled and you stepped in last minute. I've been thinking about you and your company. <laughs> I had a, uh, a longtime young mentor, uh, Nick Valantes, who lived across the street from me. Yep. I always saw your logos on his little white vans and trucks <laughs> that he brought home. Yep. And when you and I connected either through the podcast or something on social media, I was like, I know that company. I know that company. I know that company. <laughs> and recently I asked you, I was like, yeah. does Jack work for you? <laughs> so uh, thank you for coming, man. Yeah, no, you, thanks for having me. You guys have a, uh, from what I could see, a, a really great business, uh, great culture, um, three generations, which is very rare, and we'll yeah. get into that in a little bit. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about you. So raised in Tom's River, moved over to Brick at what age? In eighth grade, about 13, 14. Yeah. Went to, uh, went to Vets Middle, and then went to, uh, thank you, Evan, and then went to um, Brick High School yeah. for four years. Then they brought you over with the cool kids. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So... I moved there in eighth grade, you made all these civil. friends, and then they're like, oh, by the way, you're going to this school over here now. I'm like, okay, let's go make friends over there. <laughs> I always heard they did that years ago for like uh, some athlete they wanted to go after. It was like the Princeton Ave divide, and it was like the yeah. year after me, they kind of stopped doing it, and we had our own lunch table, you know, it was, it was sweet. <laughs> the vets, middle like, kids. No one likes us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we don't know anybody, it's just us. I didn't graduate, but we were in the same grade, and yeah. your face does look familiar to me. I am pretty good with that usually but yeah uh that would make sense you were you were a vet's kid. 17 years ago man yeah it's crazy that's a long time <laughs> yeah, it is. it's a long time so came over to brick you know you said hey you know i'm, I'm going to continue to walk in the footsteps of my grandfather and my uncle and my father yeah and uh you went to school at penn technology yeah so i went to school in pennsylvania uh this little town in williamsport uh pennsylvania college of technology for what we do, which is HVAC building controls. Mm -hmm. um, we've had our business in brick for, I wanna say almost 15 years now. We were in Lakewood off Route 9 for a while, uh, sold that and then moved to brick. Um, during high school, I was always, you know, summers building panels, always involved in, you know, the business, but that time I was only 15, 16, I didn't really know, you know, what the business was. So we know Phil Vitillo, yep. a mutual friend. Yep. Same thing with his father. I mean, from that young age, he yeah. was learning every bit of the business. And you're not some typical kid that a business was handed to you. No. You've been no. doing this for a long time. Yeah. Like since I'm 14, 15, just, you know, in the panel shop during summers and graduated high school and 
it's like, all right, well, you know, I kind of want to go to college and get, you know, like the college experience and stuff. And there was literally one school that taught HVAC controls, which was in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and trucked out four hours into the middle of nowhere for four years. It's and uh, cool, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, you're on Route 80 for about two and a half hours. You just plop up. You're like, oh, man, this place is, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's cool. It was only like 45 minutes from State College where Penn State plays. So we'd cruise there on the weekends. It was, um, That's nice it was setup. awesome. Yeah. 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 So you really, uh, and so how many total years have your business been in place? So today actually marks our 39th year in business. Happy birthday. Thank you, brother. Jersey State Controls. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, they started April 20th, 1983. And shout out to Brick, your grandfather was a principal at lake riviera middle school lake riviera and he saw um the riv you know back yeah back then you know you could retire at 55 years old being in the public education system and he saw you know schools are wasting energy and you know like how can we you know come up with something to kind of mediate that and and he uh got into the controls business so where did they start exactly like what were they doing to kind of get this off the ground I know you briefly told me before yeah. we got on, but talk yeah, a little they, bit about that. Yeah, they were that. pretty much starting in like banks, liquor stores, um, auto dealerships, just kind of trying to get owners. yeah, just like small stuff. Like I think Gerard's actually has one of our <laughs> one of our old programmable time clocks in it. Um, but yeah, it was it was they were just trying to, you know, my dad went to school for liberal arts, so he was substituting at the time. He's like, oh, okay, you know, we'll. I'll get into this, you know, I'll try to go sell this stuff. And he was going out trying to sell it. My uncle had a, uh, a degree in computer science. So he had like the programming background and my grandpa was just kind of like funding the whole thing to kind of get it off the ground and say, this is just what we're going to start doing now. You know? Yeah. That's great leadership by your grandpa. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, I want to get into it a little bit deeper, but the likelihood and probability of a small business getting from one generation to the next successfully, let alone to the third generation, right. is, is almost doesn't exist. Right. Uh, especially here, because things are hard, things are expensive, yeah. um, and we go through cycles. And most business owners run into an area or a time that <clears throat> there's a massive contraction and there's not just not enough cash there. Right. To, to pay everybody. And we've we've you know, we've been in those times where it's. You know, kind of like, we got no money, we're into the bank, it's, you know, tough, like, what are we going to do? And we always kind of just kept going. hammer through. Yeah, you got to do whatever you got to do. So I always, I, I reference Jamie a lot because I, I love what he says. Some Jamie from E-Clean Bro talked about it, I think it was today or yesterday, you know, embrace the suck, right? What does that mean? Embrace yeah. the suck. And it's just to be mentally tough. Yeah. You know, to, to have that ability to just push through those tough times. So, you know, kudos to you and your, yeah, your, thanks, your entire family, your dad, you. your uncle, your grandpa. Uh, grandpa's still around? 93 years old. He'll be 94 uh, June 25th. Is he stopping on any jobs? Is he asking your pipeline? He comes into the office um, during, you know, during COVID and stuff. We had to kind of like rearrange some things. And we unfortunately had to put somebody into his office. And he came in one day and was... He was he was really upset. He's like, "What happened to my office?" I'm like, "Pop, it's COVID. Like we like people can't be sitting next to each other, you know." And uh, but no, he he comes in every once in a while. He lives in Brick, so still driving, which is a little. Does he call wild. you quarter for your pipeline? No, no, no. He he just kind of comes in to play solitaire when his cleaning lady's there, and just yeah. he just likes to come in and say hi to everybody, yeah. you know. 
listen. That, but we yeah. tell them about the good times. We definitely tell them about, you know, if the I, good stuff. I, I can't imagine. I hope I live <clears throat> to that age. And, yeah. you know, to be able to see my family take over something that I started is, is probably pretty cool for him to watch. Yeah. He, he, he loves it. You know, he loves that my dad and my uncle got my, co my cousin, me, my sister into it, and we're just all kind of... Yeah, so how many how many cousins and, and siblings are in the business now? So my cousin Nick runs our service department. Shout out to Nick. Shout out Nick. Uh, and then my sister Elena runs our engineering department. Shout out Elena. Shout out Elena. Yep. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So it's 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 cool, you know, you get to go to work and hang out with your family. Yeah. I mean it's not hanging out, but you yeah, know, you get to yeah. see them and stuff. Um, and it's a really good relationship. You know, there's yeah. some families that do. can't get along and stuff and we just for you know, thank God, knock on wood, we just blend, we get, you know, it's just easy. So talk a little bit about what you guys do exactly, right? We are, we are referring to this system over here yeah. at Gerard's, but what do you guys actually do? What is your typical, you know, target customer slash client? So we do a lot of public work. We're in a, a lot of schools. Um, what we basically do is we take these little programmable controllers, put them on HVAC equipment to make them run efficiently, to turn them on, to turn them off, um, to not run them at all if nobody's in the building. Um, it's basically just energy savings and being able to see your entire building from, I mean, your smartphone, your, you know, your computer on site, your computer at home, anywhere in the world that has an internet connection, you know, you could log in and see exactly how your building is being managed at any at any time. That's so crazy. Yeah, it is. And it, and why wouldn't a, a typical commercial HVAC guy take care of that? The guy who's installing the condensers, you know? It's, it's, um, it's like a lot of, it, like you gotta have, you gotta know program. It's pretty complex. You know, yeah, it's, it's programming, you know, we, we have like a lot of computer science guys that are, um, that are programmers, uh, a lot of like robotics, like robotics backgrounds and stuff. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's kind of like tough. It's not just, you know, turning stuff on and off anymore. This stuff's getting so complex with trying to. Is it coding? Yeah. Is yeah. it AI really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all just, you know, plain English coding of if-then-else statements and stuff like that. Um, Give me a little bit of the nerdy side of it. Give me a little bit of the AI for the, the people maybe paying attention that So, it's, it is, it's plain English programming. Um, and basically, like, what you do is, you know, you have, like, a piece of equipment, you get a sequence, and you basically program this thing off of a sequence that an engineer or architect comes up with to make that unit run as efficiently as possible. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. I never got into like the programming part of yeah, it, but no. you know, I was always like in the field yeah. commissioning and doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about that. I think a lot of times people see someone like yourself who's, you know, coming into a business and they're like, well, that guy didn't start that business. But like Phil Votillo, yeah. Um, you're working in your grandfather and father and uncle's business for a long time. Right. How old were you when you started doing minor things for them? Like ninth grade, 10th grade summers coming in and building panels. Um, some of our, well, not some, but our busiest time is really like summer because we do a lot of public school work. And all this stuff has to be done up and running by September 1st when the kids come back. So it's it's a mad rush to get all this stuff done in like the summertime and you know during the summer you need people in there and we would just you know me my my sister would be a panel builder my cousin uh nick my cousin kate it would be like this whole like all hands on deck kind of thing like we gotta we gotta make these things so that 
the electricians can install them and you can program them. And did you like it or did you hate it? What was your feeling on it? I mean, I, I always loved the business. You know, I, I, I thought so it going was... going to college, you knew you were going to come out oh, and yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew... Um, and you know what it is, too? It's, it's such like a niche industry that nobody really even knows about that, you know, we all had jobs our junior year. All we had to do was just complete senior year and we were good. Um, like, for instance, I worked at Jersey State Controls during summers in high school, summers in college. But after college, I took a job in California. You know, I was like, I didn't just go to four years of college just to come back and you know, work here. I'm like, I want to go try something else. So I moved out to Huntington Beach um, 2010 to 2011. It just kind of like wasn't for me. I didn't, wasn't really into like now, the California thing. Now I'm thing. understanding where the shirt comes from. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm understanding. It's the Cali in you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I went out there for a year and then I came back and, you know, was just kind of like in the field and just kind of doing, you know, just kind of doing like field stuff until, you know, you start progressing and how, 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 how difficult you guys, you know, you say you get along as a family, but how difficult is that? You know, how much pressure is that on your shoulders to come in and say, hey, you know, maybe my dad and uncle are looking to slow it down a little bit. They've been running hard for a long time. Right. Uh, you know, this is now on me and my cousin Nick and Elena to, to step up to the plate. Um, talk a little bit about that from your perspective as a younger person stepping into your family's business. It's kind of crazy. It's, um, you know, it's kind of been like... Like when they were, um, like my uncle's 66 now, my dad's 62. My uncle is kind of, you know, he's got a date in his head when he kind of wants to retire. My dad's got a house in Florida that he's kind of been cruising down to. So like. Sure, since COVID too. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, and, and, uh, and so like they've been kind of just like slowly but surely kind of, you know, it's not, it's not gonna be like, okay, Monday, January 1st, I'm done, I'm out of here. It's kind of gonna be like a slow thing. But it has been more and more like on my shoulders, on my sister's shoulders, on my cousin's shoulders, that when there's issues in the office and they're not around, they're coming to us and we got to kind of, you Step know, up. try to make the right decision. Yeah. You know, based on what, on what we know. Yeah, I, I think there's something really to be said when you're a young guy, to, you know, coming into your family's business yeah. and just being thrown in the fire. Right. No pun intended. Like, just... Right being thrown in there, you know, taking it through a fire hose and saying, you know. It's kind of sink or swim. I, I got to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if not, uh, you know, I'm not paying the bills. So. Right. Yeah, I think your parents or your, your family's doing that, you know, properly. Yeah. So to talk a little bit more about the business in general, a little bit of housekeeping here is this is all about spotlighting local business owners. Yep. You guys are right in brick. We both grew up in brick. Um, talk a little bit about where you see this company going, what type of revenues you guys have nowadays, and the vision that you and Nick and Elena have for the company moving forward. Your father, your uncle, your grandfather took it to this level right now. Right. Where do you see you guys taking it? So we're, we're currently in the process of opening up a second office in North Jersey, which is great because, you know, 80% of our revenue comes from exit 130 and up. And you know, being down in Brick, people think of us as like a South Jersey kind of office. But uh, yeah, it, it opens up a plethora of like hiring, um, you know, just even like meeting subcontractors. Uh, it, just, it just makes it, you know, if we say that we're, you know, in like Lodi or Walling or wherever, you know, it's... It's so weird. It's like forever, like in my industry, everybody has to have an office in New York City. Yeah. 
And no one would be there, but we just had to have a footprint Wait, there. Yeah, exactly. It's just like an address to ship to ship stuff to or, or and whatever. And that's so weird to me, too, especially since COVID. It's like, what does it matter where the address is? But yeah. I get it. Yeah, and, and you know, it just it, it opens up a lot more opportunities. And, I mean, my, my vision is, I, you know, I would love to, like, get this kind of running up here and, like, move down to Florida, open up an office in South Florida, you know, kind of take this thing. And like really level. blow it up because like we've gotten it to a level now where like, you know, there's there's stuff in place that like, you know, we don't have to really be there every day or, you know, like everybody's kind of. Talk we, a little bit about that stuff. Give a nugget. What are those things that you're putting in place that allow you to step away a little bit and continue to scale? Just like the proper management, the proper people, um, you know, like the trust, like our, our team right now, we're in like a generational kind of. Shift. Yeah. Shift of like the. I don't want to say older, but, you know, like the older people are kind of like retiring. I mean, I used to be the youngest guy in the office and now we got 21, 22 year old kids working for us. You know, yeah. it's it's um, and they're young, they're ambitious. They they want to show that, you know, they're they're um, willing and able. They're willing and able to, you know, step up to the plate and, and take on some more responsibilities. So I think just having a team like that that you could trust is it's key. everything. 100 yeah. percent. It's so important. How do you. And, and as you know, you can maybe even speak for your father and uncle. How do you just have that trust? Because I've always discovered for me, um, number one is letting people closest to me know exactly what I'm doing. Right. Um, that's a little uncomfortable, right? You have someone that's sitting there doing your accounting and you're like, oh, you know, damn, they're doing pretty good here. Yeah. Or, hey, they're doing pretty bad. Um, and then as well as making sure that they execute. In my world, I'm, I'm the head coach of somebody's right. financial team. And I'm making sure that I'm bringing in my resources that I've fully vetted out for years. I've seen them execute things. Um, how do you let go of that control? I know you have to, yeah. but talk a little bit about that for the people that are paying attention. It's, I mean, you know, we've had people that worked for us in the past that, you know, you'd have to be on top of them, you know, like, like keeping you up at night thinking about like, are these people going to be able to, you know, perform? And the people that we have now, I have like full trust and just by, you know, kind of giving them like more responsibilities and just they're taking it and they're just running with it, you know, yeah. and, and I'm not getting phone calls. Yeah. That, that's like the biggest thing is, you know, if you're getting phone calls at this know, is six o'clock on a wrong. Friday, hey, you know, your guy hasn't been here. Nobody's talking to us. I got like, no I air. Just, I got no air. I got no heat. You know, it's zero degrees out. Like I just, I don't get those calls. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, why you got to build like that good team to yeah, it takes a while to get there though it does right it you, does you go through a lot of bad people and i've done it myself you hire you know i needed an operations person for a long time yeah. i'm not a deets guy i'm more of a visionary yes uh problem solver and uh uh you know somebody who's closing the business and you know to have that organization is really important and i probably went through a bunch of young guys a little bit of my fault a little bit of their fault a little right. bit of maybe not the right fit um, you're trying to, you know, jam a, a, a square hole, you know, a square peg to a round hole and just that happens. Work out. It happens yeah. all the time. Uh, and, uh, you know, you get discouraged. Yeah. You, you know, do. like, damn, you kind of like lose faith. Yeah. You know? You're like, shit, I hired three fucking people <laughs> and they're all idiots. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? And people may think I'm mean, but I'm just real. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you just, and I'm not saying I'm the, the sharpest tool in the shed or claim right. to be Einstein, but. There's just logical things in life that right. you should have the ability to critically think about yourself. Like, I shouldn't have to handhold you. 
I'm because getting then off, I'm, getting off I'm just doing it myself. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you could just be like, well, if if I, I got to do you, everything for you, five grand a year in income, and I'll just do it myself. Yes, hundred percent. You got to you got to recognize that though, like early. You know, you can't yeah. like let it get to like a level where it's, you know, now you're two years in, and you know, you recognize it early and just it's a part of business, man. I hate to give this guy any type of credit, you know, and uh, we should tag him Evan in this, but <laughs> Gary V. Um, he should come on my show so I can, you know, bust yeah. his chops a little bit. But he always says, hire slow, fire quick. Hire slow, fire fast. And uh, I think it's true. But when you're trying to build something and you're putting your all into it as yeah. a small business owner, we're not this large entity where it's that like, you, you can know, just rotate the door and, you know. They got an open checkbook to a right. massive staffing company like Robert Half or, right. yep. you know, something of that nature. and. You know, to have, you know, all of your chips in on this business, like you need these people to succeed. Right. For you to succeed. Um, so we're getting a little bit off on a, on a tangent, yeah. which is my fault, but that's hard <laughs> to do. It's hard to yeah. have faith in that. And we get, you know, we get a lot of people like being like a smaller family run business. You know, we get people from all these big corporations that are just tired of the cor of the corporate world. You know, yeah. they're like, we go into work and we're a number, like we've never met our boss. I don't know who I even report to. I just, this is what I get to do today. And they report to Xi Jinping. Yeah. That's yeah. who they report to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, the and, Chinese Communist yeah. Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they come to us and they like, you know, they're like, wow, like this is awesome. You know, I, I make it a point to go every morning, say hi to every single person in the office. Dude, that's so important. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I say hi to every single person in the office every single day. It, it's, you know? it's overlooked because someone that you know may have a bad day and they're right. pissed as hell to come work for you that day. Not because you did anything right. wrong, but their own circumstances. So Yeah, cool. I, I try to do that. You know, conversations with, you know, and, and most of our employees, you know, they're like family. They really are. They're friends. They're family. You know, What's your one, longest employee? Uh, you know. We've had three retire. Um, Kathy was probably our longest. Dude, I was in diapers when she was our our um, receptionist who turned into like an accountant in my dad's basement. That was like their first office was yeah. my dad's base or my grandpa's basement. Um, probably like 32 years, 31 years. Damn. And we're, we're getting a couple that are retiring, you know, the next two, three years. And my, my old neighbor, he was with you guys like 20 Heck years. Heck yeah. Yep. So that's something to be said about you guys though. Yeah. You know, we, we like my biggest thing is if you treat your employees right and you give them the tools that they need to succeed, you're golden. Yeah. You know, you get you got to You got to give them stuff to that. They're going to succeed in. Yeah, you know? it's 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 so important. How many total employees do you guys have? Uh, we're at like, see, it depends because like we hire union electricians like right now. We're kind of like here, but we're going to be ramping up anywhere between like 58 to 65. Yeah. And those including all, like the electricians and stuff that's between all like our, tech yeah like that's between like our service department and and our construction department now do you sub a lot of stuff out on the bigger jobs so electrically normally um yeah like we, we have a couple good subcontractors that uh that if we just get too tied up or you know they're super far up north and we can't really send our guys we'll uh we'll sub we'll subcontract out a lot of stuff yeah. but our texts and stuff well, now you're all... gonna have a north jersey office you can eliminate those guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm go. just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah. no dude that's that's 
that's that's super yeah, important. It's awesome, man. You gotta it's, have resources when you need them. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, being in business for thirty nine years, you know, you you, you know the uh, the good ones and you know like the bad ones. So we just we got a good working relationship with a lot of good people, and it's um it's been good, man. It's been really good. So you sidestepped me before, but I, I press people on revenues, and I I think it's important. Um, it was inspiring to me to see what guys were doing in my industry and understand the life that they were living. Yeah. Uh, Matt Catania, he was, uh, he's the gentleman who has 38 Jersey Mikes that was on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him and his partner. They're yeah. doing excellent things. You know, obviously talk about 500 employees that are happy. Yeah. Shout out to those guys started from nothing. Um, he pulled, I don't know if you saw the podcast, but he pulled Peter Cancro's name out of the, the old school Rolodex at the country club and called him. And Peter was like, well, how many, how many hours are you working at uh, the country club? And he's like, you know, 45. And he's like, yeah. perfect. You still have another 50. You can work at a Jersey Mike's. <laughs> like, what a boss they Yeah, are. that's uh, awesome. But great guy. We talked about that a lot. And um, he was like, you know, people shared it with me, so I'm willing to share it with them. So what type of revenues are you guys doing? We're, um, we're, we're getting into, like, the range now between, like, 13 to 15 million including construction and and our service side yeah. that's a great number dude. yeah yeah we um you should be proud of that yeah it's it's um you know our toughest position to fill has always been sales mm -hmm. you know because it's such it's such a niche industry that nobody really knows it not a lot of people like doing it like i hated doing it yeah when, when i first started i hated go you you're know, natural though but like you know when 10 years ago and and you know my dad's trying to he's like You're come young. on come on you got to get into sales i'm like no i just want to come to work go home you know party on the weekends and stuff show up whatever and then you know you start um getting into it more and and you know going to like different functions and hanging out with like people in the industry who you know like dress nice and you know are like can like get you work and you know you start kind of delving into that and I was like this is this is where I want to be you yeah know? so our, our toughest position's always been sales and for the longest time I don't know how my pop survived but he was like the only salesman yeah. running a business and doing sales doing how many like, you, how many are doing sales now for just you? me and him right now yeah you're natural for it dude you really are it's, yeah yeah you're, thank you're, you appreciate your ability that. to conversate and it and it's super important you know years ago I think it was a and P. I think they talked about the cashier. You're you're you know a part of sales. Yeah. And how important that is for a company. And you know some people talk about salesmen and sales. Right. Like that's what drives the business. Right. You know. If you don't have sales, you don't have anything. Yeah. All these big companies <laughs> for years all try to keep moving to AI and different things to eliminate the sales guys' revenue. But guess what? They still need the sales guys. So right. It's very critical, especially for a small business. So jumping back in, we were, we were talking revenues. Yep. Um. You're doing approximately fifteen million dollars, not just you. You know, Service, all of you yep. together. Um, where do you want to take this? Like, give me a number that maybe scares you. I mean, if if we hired like the right salesperson, because again, like like we were saying, it's pretty much just me and my pop doing sales right now. If if I had another salesperson to kind of do what I'm doing, so I could kind of go out, branch out, and and start growing and not just be doing estimates all day long. We could do 30, 40% more than that, you know, 20, 25. Um, we've got the right people for it. In my opinion, I think we've got like one of the best teams in, in the controls business how, right now. How many, how many big control companies are there in the tri-state area? So there's, you know, you, you have like 
Honeywell, Johnson, Siemens. So um, they made a lot. Yeah, there, there's it's a lot of competition. I thought they always made it. They just made the controls. No, no, they, they they make them and, and they install them. Yeah, they, they have. Uh, so so what we are is we're Schneider Electric. We're a sub of you know Schneider Electric, like the main branch up in Secaucus. Got so it. we're we're a partner, not not a sub. We're yeah. we're a partner of uh, Schneider Electric. So. They sell us controllers, and then we go and, and we try to, um, you know, influence people to have have us put our you know our controls in in their buildings. So, why not fifty mil? I mean, it's it's definitely doable. If it's um, just replicating you, and then yeah. you know, making sure you you know, and again, that you go through the process again of people you that's, trust. Yeah, and, that that's that's it. I mean, if you have the people in there that. You know, we have the processes down. Now you just have to put, you just have to get like the right people Scale, in place. People. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Scalability, you know, I, I think opening up this, this second office in the next few months is really gonna, you know, open up our, um, to, you know, to increase our revenue. Yeah. And I'm ready for it, you know. Are you, uh, are you traveling a lot around um, the country outside of this state to go to these conferences and stuff that you do? How are you attacking your your target market? I know you're doing a lot in the school districts and municipalities. Yeah, are you yeah going so, after hospitals at all, or yeah, we're we're in um we're doing a job at Brick Hospital right now, uh, Bayshore, Hackensack up in, uh, in in Hackensack. We're doing a big job up there. Now, do you go direct? Or are you working with the construction managers like Torcon? And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're working for like Torcons and and you know. Uh, Who do you deal with over at Torcon? Throwing a blank right now. <laughs> Got me on the spot. Uh, I got you on the spot. Um, on the spot. Yeah, Steve but Franco, he's a client of mine and a, a good friend. Uh, he's been over there for like, I think he's over close to 40 years. Yeah, he's they're, like they're, one of their main huge. controllers. Uh, John Alette is another guy over there. I've met, played some golf with him and Steve. Uh, Sam Haig, he's no longer there. He, he retired. But they're, they're, they're a great they're huge, family. Yeah. Those guys all do well. They work very hard for the family. The yep. Tercivias are, are uh, good people. Yeah. From what I could see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How do you see this business potentially changing, right? So I look at my business. If you're never going to remove me because people still need that human element of like, hey, it's okay to make that money move. Right. Right. They can go read it all day long, but they're still unsure because they've never done it. Right. How do you see your business changing with technology and the digital space that we have nowadays? Yeah, that that's what everything kind of is, is like this whole, you know, IoT thing where, you know, everything is going to be integrated into seeing stuff on your phone. You know, it, it's no longer you have to be there physically, you know, like looking at, at your system. I mean, you could be getting alarms on your phone. Telling you that your boiler's down, Who's you got no that heat. Who's getting alarm? In a, in a, in a, is it, the, it, it Supra or is it? Yeah, the... it, it it depends. You know, it could be, um, you know, if it's a school district, either the head of facilities, uh, the custodian for that school, or if it's a hospital, you know, like the the engineering team. You know, um, now are you training those people how to use these systems? Yeah, because obviously they may not be experts on that. No, no, it, it's you know we spend. We spend, you know, a few days or, you know, depending on how big, yeah. how big the site is, it might be a few days, it might be a couple hours, you know. Um, but yeah, we, we fully train them on, on whatever they need. Um, and then, we, you know, like I said, we have a service division that if, the, if stuff ever starts breaking or, you know, they don't understand something, they just pick up the phone and, 
you know. You guys handle it. Yeah, and we just handle it, you know, and that's why having an in-house, you know, install and service team is is just key to keep growing because, you know, you can uh, you can pick up your phone and in 30 seconds you could be on the phone with one of our service guys fixing your problem for you. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's the infrastructure that, you know, talking about processes yeah. that you guys probably took years to build. And it's all about, you know, like the customer service like we were talking about. But, it's, but back to the sales too and the conferences that you go to and stuff. How are you, because I see you pretty active on social media and a lot of contractors don't think that, you know, the plumber may or the cider, you know, the guy yeah. doing siding and windows, they may realize it. But a lot of guys like in your space are like, well, I'm dealing with uh, a random BA in, in a school district. You know, they're not looking at social media. But right. I, I would beg to differ that every single contractor should be out there showing people what it is that they're doing and their their end result, their job yeah. that they put together. Yeah, and, and I just kind of, you know, was always kind of posting on Facebook, but I'm like, you know, Facebook isn't really reaching like the target audience, mm -hmm. you know? So I just recently within like the last five, six months got really active on like LinkedIn. LinkedIn yeah. And, you know, just posting, you know, like I'm going to survey a job, just taking pictures of, hey, this is an existing client, you know, this is great, great client, you know, we're trying to help them out. Um, it gives you credibility, you know, especially yeah. if it's, you know, large entities or, right. or big school districts. Yeah, and just and just show people, you know, that that we're out, that we're active, that we're, you know, constantly, you know, trying to engage new customers, you know, trying to, you know, do do anything. If you're if you're out there and people see you, then you're recognizable. If you're just kind of hiding behind and you know you're not seeing the Jersey State Control's name, then branding is everything. Somebody else is somebody else is doing it, you know. I'm watching a coaching group soon. Make sure you look out the first thirty people. You get it for forty bucks. A month, um, but we're launching an ebook, and that's part of that is branding. Yeah. So you, you got to brand yourself. Small business owners step away from it a lot of times. They don't think it adds value because they don't see a direct sale coming. Definitely from it. does. It, Definitely it, and, does. And digital is the way to go. You know, a lot of the old school people don't understand it. Yeah, Zuckerberg definitely helps steal an election, but that's for another day. <laughs> uh, but you, you got to use social media, yeah. dude. You yeah. You got to use social media because um, everybody uses it. You know, and. and your competition's using it. Your clients are using and it. They're getting better at it when you're not. Right, right. So I've kind of taken it upon myself to be the marketing director of Jersey you know, but, State. But Controls. again, that's you know you, you talked about scalability process. Yeah. Although it is important for you to get those pictures while you're out in the field, you should be hiring someone who does that specifically for right. you. You know that shouldn't be taking up space in, in your brain capacity. Right. You know you need to be focused on selling, meeting new people. Yeah. Um, I'm totally do you ever think about that, or is that hard? Is that a hard? This is a good question. Is that a hard fight with the old heads? No, no it's it's not. It's just they uh, they haven't really like done it, or maybe like they don't see like the value in it. Whereas like I see the value in it because I'm constantly on it, looking at you know maybe what competitors are doing, like what you know. Uh, clients are doing, like what if they're having issues, if you know. It's just credibility, yeah, dude. It is. It's credibility. Let's just say, you know, school district A is looking at school district C doing business with you. Right. And C is much bigger than A. They're going, well, if they can help C successfully, why shouldn't we use them? Exactly. And that's kind of. And all those people are on social media. They're if all they're, on LinkedIn. I can tell you right under, now. Yeah. yeah they're, they're especially on LinkedIn. Yes. In that space. Yes. Uh, and they're paying attention. You know, all the old guys that try to act like they're not, 
Yeah. They're all paying attention. Very yeah, and, and it shows, you know, the um, like the scalability of just Jersey State controls in general. You know, yeah. we had never posted anything on LinkedIn. We were just kind of, you know, selling. And I'm like, you know what? We need to like kind of take this thing. Like in my mind, like I want to take it and just blow it up to maybe like that 50 million a year. One Dude, day. that's a number you, know. you could do, man. You know, you get into Florida, you know, you get, you know, you successfully right. get into New York State. Um, I mean, you, other people do it. The money's here, man. Yeah. The money's here. You just got to go figure out how to, you know, just grab it. Just how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's you got to figure out how to grab it. Um, wanted to spin a little bit back to the personal side. Um, a lot of times as business owner, we focus on revenues and processes and all those great things that I think are impactful on a, a young person's mind trying to start a business. But it also goes back to, well, I have a, I have a wife, I yep. have kids, you know. I got to make sure that I'm still a dad. I'm still a good husband. Um, you have a beautiful wife, Lauren. Yep. Uh, I have not met her yet, but we need to do dinner and drinks. Absolutely. Once, once the ladies pop the kids out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many months pregnant is she again? Seven and a half. So June 8th is the due date. It's your first. About, yeah. A little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a life changer. It is. It is. But, you but know, for the best. Absolutely. You know, every person I've talked to said it's like the hardest but most rewarding thing that they've ever done. And it's just for the better. It just yeah. puts you to, you know, prior to having my kid, not that I was out being reckless, but part of my business was entertaining. So you can go out three, four nights a week yeah. having some cocktails on a steak. Um, number one, I was getting fat as hell. Number two, <laughs> it was definitely not good for the, the gym no. workout the next day if I had too many drinks. Yep. Um, so when you have a kid, you just, you just can't do that. At right. least if you want to be a good dad. Right, and w which is like the point in my life, for like where I am kind of like ready to, I just want to come home to my wife, my baby. Yeah, and you know, you're gonna you're gonna have that real soon, bro. I, 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 and you're gonna be cold really up. like look, like the days are clicking away here. Yeah, by like August, you should be hitting me up like, dude, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and that's okay, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, totally okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what does your wife do? She's a speech therapist. Speech therapist. Yeah, I need that. I could barely speak after that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's um, she she's she's great. You know, she she drives me to like kind of like you know like I come up with like with all these crazy ideas. I'm up late at night thinking about stuff, and she's just like, just go do it, you know. And she kind of pushes me to to you know. She's never like, oh no, you know, don't do that. You know, you can't. She's always like, yeah, like you can just get after it, you yeah. know. And she's she's isn't like that, my biggest support. Isn't that my wife too? Isn't that crazy? Like that little bit of just like. That person who's closest yeah. to you, they can give you that extra little. You just, they just, you just need a nudge, you right? Just need a nudge. That, that's it, you know. And she's been, she, you know, we we've been together for six years now, and she's the best thing ever. And you guys are right here in Point, which is right down the block, which is great. We're right down it. the block, Point Pleasant. Shout out to Point Pleasant, great, great, best town, town ever. <laughs> so. Where do you see changing in your life, or, or what do you think uh, you and your wife are going to do um, from a planning perspective? And a lot of business owners don't think about these things, but hey, business needs to keep moving. Right. The bills keep coming in. Right. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of us that sit there and we could say, you know, I want to take care of my kid. I, I had these people reach out to me <clears throat> today and they applied to be on the podcast. Um, I think it's called, and I may be butchering this, uh, Live for Unicorn, Evan. Is it Live for Unicorn? Small 501C. Yeah. The daughter had come up with this uh, horrific, um, you know, cancer that attacked her spine and her brain. And um, I, I just was, you know, completely like, 
taken away when I got this application. I'm forgetting where I started this conversation right now because this train's distracting me. <laughs> where were they going? Where did I start this with, though? Remind me. Oh, how we're planning for... Uh how me and Lauren are planning for like yes yes so planning to have life set up yeah you know think about these people their life was just impacted out of nowhere so as a small business owner we could sit there and say hey our our children you know may get sick or we may get sick and yeah we didn't get to live life but life needs to go on and as a business owner that's that constant balancing act of yeah. you know I need to hang out with my family I need to work um, yeah, livelikeaunicorn.org. Check it out, and we are going to have them on very soon. Um, my ADD kicked in there. You saw that live, dude. You saw that <laughs> I live. like had to like zoom. The train like, came like, in. I was like, where did I'm I like, go? I'm <laughs> where? What happened? <laughs> I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> um, we've had great ADD moments on the podcast. Yeah, so we, it happens. We like, to, you know? we like to keep it real. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Like planning that shit out with your wife is so important. Right. You know, going into that. Tell us a little bit about your plans. So, I mean, you know, she's, she's going to have off work for, for six to seven months. We have a, you know, my father-in-law, like I was telling you before, like lives with us. My mom is retired. My stepmom is retired. So like taking care of like the baby and stuff, you know, I'm, and again, this is my first go around, but I'm like, you know, I can stay home for like maybe like a week, like the yeah. first week. And then I got to go. And then, you know, and then, I, you know, like I said, you know, our busiest time is like the summer. And like, I gotta be, you know, I gotta be in it. I gotta be there. But again, you know, we're in brick. Um, we're, I'm right down the road. If you know, she ever parents. needs me, you know, I'm seven minutes away, you know? Yeah. Are your parents close too, or they're down in Florida more? No, they're, um, my, my dad lives in uh, Point Beach. Um, but, and then my mom lives uh, down in Tom's River, you know? So, so everybody's like... super close, you know, like taking care of like the baby and stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm going to try to be there as, as much as possible. Obviously, you know, I want to see my daughter grow, but, um, if you know. I, if I can give you, a, you, know, a, you know, if I may be bold and give you any type of advice, um, you know, we don't need that next sale. You know, when, right. When, you know, right. Put a time in your head if it's 5.30, 6 o'clock, whenever it is. and Shut you're down. Gonna be, yep. Yeah, shut down and, and come home and hang. And yeah. I try to do that. And sometimes when he goes back to bed at 8 o'clock, I'll rev it back up. I'll, right. I'll get on social media. I'll answer emails or texts, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, it's it's going to be. I mean, it's a complete lifestyle change. Yeah. You know, it's not. Business it's not ownership twenty four seven, man. And you plan the day. That's the best it really thing about is. it. You, it's your flexibility. Right. As long as the job's getting done. As long as the job's getting done, you know, if I got to come in at ten and work till seven, then, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I, I I'm somebody that doesn't do well with people telling me what to do. Right. Um, that can maybe perceived as a, as a tough guy thing or whatever that may be. It's not, it's just right. in my brain. Yeah. I don't like to be put in a box. And I always love the thought of like business ownership. I make my hours and I've never slacked. You know, right. if, if I want to be lazy and go on the boat that day and go fishing and drink all day, I will. Right. If I want to play golf with a couple good friends or clients and do that for two days, I will. Um, but, you know, I know that I have to go put in the work at some point and some time and make sure that the, you know, the goals are achieved. Yeah, I mean, you could do that stuff Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday comes and you're up at 6 a.m. and you're grinding, you yeah, know, and it's, it's just, it's like that balance where now it's, you know, like I'm just solely focused on, you know, work and my wife. Now it's going to be, oh, my God work my wife and 
this little baby, baby that, that we're bringing in. And yeah. it's going to be, it's, it's going to be challenging. I mean, obviously it's going to be challenging, but um, I'm you just, I'm, I'm stoked out. for it. Yeah. I'm stoked you, for it. You figure it out yeah. and, and you're doing all the right things. You're getting yourself into shape. Uh, I did 75 hard in January just in anticipation of a second kid. I'm like, I need to lose a little bit of weight. I was thinking about it, but it's seems intense. It's intense, <laughs> dude. It's intense. And you did it in the wintertime too, right? Super intense. I failed at day 60, which I was super proud of. Right. It's not a failure at all. Right. No, no. Uh, by no means am I an alcoholic, but I mean, it, you get into a pattern of things, man. Like I came out of, I was kicked out of high school, went and worked at Lowe's, yeah. did what I did, and then I fell into this industry at 19, 20 years old. And, you know, you're entertaining, you're going to networking events, and you're sipping on a cocktail a few nights a week. And that becomes kind of repetition, yeah. habits. Uh, so to break those habits and to be able to do 60 days of two-a-day workouts, reading, no booze, uh, it was definitely mentally challenging, but I learned a lot. It was good. You know what it is? It's... Because I just had a challenge at my gym. It wasn't like 75 harder. It was just like this like weight loss challenge thing. And I just like quit drinking for like eight weeks. Yeah. Never been more focused. Yeah. Never been, never had more energy. Never Too been focused. more driven. Too focused to where <laughs> I'm like, you know, constantly like I'm up on at 5 a.m. on Saturdays just grinding, you yeah. know, for like a couple hours before my wife's even up. Now, do you have, do you have like ADD or anything? Like you're definitely a... Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm definitely ADD. a high energy guy. Yeah. I just like... Like, you know, like I wake up at 5 a.m., I drink a bang energy drink and I go straight to the, straight to the gym and the day just starts. Yeah. You know, I don't think I have ADD. I may, but I just, you know, I just get like these visions in my head of like what, you know, like what we can grow like this thing to be. And I'm, I'm just into it. You're a visionary. Yeah. Chase that. Do you ever put it down on paper? I don't put it down on paper. Um, You should. Probably should. You know, I read. Um, it's a, it's a, it's really uh, makes a difference. I read uh, this book by David Goggins called "Can't Hurt." I don't know if you. Had, uh, yeah, I love it. It's it's, it's it li- yeah, it's literally just, it changed my life. You know, I read every it in, time I say I can't work out, I'm like I'm such a fat loser. David Goggins would jump in ice bath yes. right now, go swim in a frozen lake, and right. you know, run a hundred miles, and I'm right. bitching about doing a half hour workout. Right, and and you know, like that like forty percent rule that he talks about, where he's like he's like as soon as you're tired. You've only used 40%. You still got another 60 to go. So and like wild. in my mind, that's just like what I do. Like, you know, like when I'm either working out or, or you know, just working. I love in a book he challenged that professor. Yeah. He was like, and like, no. He's like, he's like, this guy's up here. He's like, this guy don't know shit. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he has like something in, in his book that, you know, you got to like write down all this stuff. And it's something that I, that I probably should do. Probably will start doing. You, you should, man. And it, it was uh, a game changer for me. Because what ends up happening is like we're a visionary, right? Right. We're, we're making money. You're working in a business that has some of those processes in place. Right. Prior to you being there, so you kind of come in with it cruising a little bit. Um, not that you haven't helped it significantly, but you got to put that shit down on paper. Put right. those goals. Put fifty million down on paper. Yeah. Okay. What's the subset of those goals? How do How do I get to that fifty million? Build out the map. Right. Um, yeah. Because you know, if you just if it's just in your head, then it's just. Yeah, the coaching group I'm coming out with, and, and we're targeting the, the the young guy that's you know or girl that's making 50, 60, 80 grand a year, and they want to take it to six figures, yeah. uh, you know, up to a half million dollars a year, and a lot of it will be based around maps and, and mapping things out, which I stole from my coaches, guys like Sean Whalen and right. and these guys. You got to put a goal in place and then figure out, okay, well, what are the subset goals of how I get there, and what is the intent that I have to have. 
to make sure that I can accomplish that. Everyone's so. capable of it. You just got to want it. You got to take action. You got to take action and you got to want it. You know, this, you know, I'm selfishly stealing your podcast a little bit, but you know, it's just, this is conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I like it to be, yep. uh, you know, I'm building this ecosystem around Evan and I, right. Evan and I came up with this idea to launch this podcast, to give back to small business owners. And I want to coach, man. I love to coach. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is I'm selfish with my time because I love my kids. Right. I love my wife and I love my free time when I'm able to have it. You know, I can't be coaching and be on the phone all day long. I have clients that 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 need me. Right. That gave me their millions of dollars to manage. That I got to make sure that I get them to the finish line. Yeah. Right. I yeah. have clients that are you know working on different types of strategies with me and my accountants for tax benefits within their business. I got to make sure that I'm helping them see that through and make sure that we accomplish and come up with a solution what to their problem. Yeah. So I thought of the concept of the group coaching and to build out this ecosystem that to, to, to kind of almost give people more things to know about me. All right. Well, so what is this podcast about? What the hell does Ryan do? Right. So we actually are launching an ebook, which is really cool. It's a, it's a digital book. Oh yeah. Um, it's really a lead magnet to be yeah. very fair and honest. Um, and you opt into it, you get an email and then you're going to get a certain cadence of emails that fires out to you telling you parts of my story and, That's and, awesome. uh, and what we're doing. But in that book, I talk a lot about, you know, these pillars and right. these uh, four B's of business planning. And, I, dude, I think no matter what level or scale that you're on, it's so impactful. And when I get away from it, because you do, right? You, right? you get back on track and you slowly over time drift. Right. Um, every time I get back on track, it, it helps move my business forward. Yeah, and it, it's going to help a lot of people out, you know, because people who want to, you know, get into, like, their own business okay, great. I want to start my own business. Well, where do I even start? You know, Dude, sounds I, like it would be a young girl. Perfect. I, I, I'm not going to butcher her name because I don't remember exactly her Instagram, but during COVID she had been writing a blog years ago. And this is what people don't realize, like with digital space, she was writing a blog, never monetized it at all. All of a sudden because of that blog and the people she had on her eyes, she launched this tie dye shit during COVID and, and it blew the fuck up. She's coming on the show. She's selling to like London, Paris. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, she's she's crushing it, yeah. you know, exceeding her husband's income now who does very well. Yeah. Um, and you just never know what the digital space could do for people. Right. And, you know, she was talking to me a little bit about, you know, going back to not having any understanding. She's like, you know, basic LLC. Like, how do I set up an LLC? It's right. not difficult. But like, I got this great idea in my head. I just don't know how to capitalize on it. I don't even know where to start, you Dude, know? that that is what this is all about. And I haven't got crazy on the show as of as of late, but, um, I, you know, Dude, this this I'm looking to fucking impact people, man. Absolutely. I want to impact people. I know Evan wants to impact people. 100%. You know, my, my coaching group, uh, I have a board of advisors that are stud. Jamie from Eat Clean Bro, Paul yep. Otero, who owns Bubba Coos, uh, founder of it. You know, Sean and Pat from Finns. Finns yeah. on the low. Those guys are sneak successful on a bunch of real estate. Mike Gorman, my tax attorney. This guy's got $80 million in oil options. Uh, AJ, who owns Thrive. And yeah. a crazy online business that most people don't even know exists for him. Um, Phil Vitillo, him and yeah. his dad have a you know, huge you know, millwork factory. American-made factory, custom cabinets. That's what it's um, all about. He's a great dude. You see that video he put out recently? The one that he put, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's 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 great. Evan they do, actually they, shot they that. They do good him. work, man. He they does do really, nice, really, really good work. High end stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, am I forgetting anybody, Evan? 
We've actually got a couple listener questions. Oh, you got some questions. Got some questions. All right, hit me up. Um, this is no. Oh, we're live? We're live. Okay. Oh, shit. So, uh, talk to us about one of the biggest failures that you've ever faced. How did you get out of it? How did you pivot from it? And what are you most proud of about how you, how you came out of it? It's a great question, whoever that was. So big failure. Um, New York City for your company was a big failure. Yeah, going into New York was, uh, I would say, yeah, probably going into New York City, trying to breach into a market that we weren't really ready for or even knew how to like put a dollar amount on and got absolutely crushed. That was a big failure moment. And Why do you think you got crushed? Talk a little bit about well, the details we didn't, on that. You know, it's you're in New Jersey, right? So like you're doing all like this work in New Jersey, you kind of get like, you know, into like a rhythm of pricing things like New Logistically, Jersey style. Travel. Logistically, yeah. You go into New York, you know, you pay a guy for eight hours, you're lucky if you get four to five just because of like the travel, the parking. Yeah. The paying for the parking, the paying for all, all the tolls, um, the fines that you get if you don't have commercial plates with like a with a name on on your you know it's just so many more laws and regulations so many different things than just like showing up to a job site in new jersey in some and anywhere in new jersey and going to work how, how much did that set you guys back at the time i think it was like a hundred and fifty thousand. yeah it's a lot Something of money like that. yeah i mean it's it's a lot of money um but how did you guys kind of bounce back from that <sighs> Well, we uh, <laughs> we just went out and just kept selling. Just kept selling, and that, that that was pretty much it. You know, we we had a few good ones come our way, and that kind of like offset it a little bit. And and I mean, what what else are you gonna Anytime do? Anytime you you run into fear, I, I've run into fear, and I try not to fixate on it. I fixate on the end goals, what I'm building, right? Because at, at at some point in all businesses, you have this low, or you have a difficult time like that, a hurdle, right. a hurdle to get over around. Like I just know I'm going to win. Right. I'm going to win. And, and right. I'm focused on that end goal, and there's nothing that's going to deter me. In that moment, that. It, it's tough. You know, it's yeah. like. It's scary. Okay, well, this isn't good. You know, <laughs> what are we going to do to kind of get out of it? And, you know, as a team, you always pull together. Uh, and I think that's what's, you know, kept us in business for so long is, yeah, like that sucked, but it's only going to make us hungrier to, like, get after, like, more stuff and, and you know, get, get back our money times 10. You know? Absolutely. You know, kind of ending this, uh, it's been a great combo, dude. Just, yeah, man. just shooting the shit with you. Um, the listener's question, that was that was new. That was new. A it's a wild card. It's good. Yeah, a little throw it in there. <laughs> I like audibles. Uh, I like to ask two questions uh, mainly for everybody. I'm, again, I'm trying to pull nuggets that are yep. either pulling from my head because I'm just ad-libbing or from the guest. Um, if there was one thing that you could tell a – guy our age, a girl our age, or a, or a young person coming into business ownership, um, one thing they should focus on, either be mindset uh, or, or business processes, what would that be? I think it's 80% mindset. Like, you got to be in the mindset of, you know, I'm not coming in at 8 and leaving at 4.30 every day. You know, I'm going to have to, you're going to have to grind. Um, long hours. It, long hours. Be it's, ready for it. Be be ready for it. Um, and then once you get that down and you're in that mindset, then you come up with your processes on how to scale this, how, you know, it's going to be profitable, how, you know, and you and get the right people. Yeah. You know, that's that's 90% yeah. of it is if you got the right people, you're good to go. 
Another thing I like to ask is two local business owners that you want to shout out. Again, this is all about spotlighting local business owners and myself and Evan are, are not going to stop until I shot a text out the other day. I overshot the, the numbers quickly, but it was like six, seven hundred million dollars in revenue on 20 small businesses from the area that have supported or been on fireside. That's real money, dude. A billion yeah. dollars of revenue here locally. So think about that, dude. And we're not going to stop until we literally make a billion dollars of revenue for the people who have been on this show that I know and Evan knows we can directly correlate it to the show and them coming on. So give us two business owners that you want to shout out. So the first one, uh, Scaltrito Lawn Care. Um, Joe's been a buddy of mine since high school. He's pretty much graduated, started his own thing, and, and he's been killing it. He actually just did my backyard. Um, Joe's a nice he, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and he did a great job, awesome job. Um, and then the second one, my stepbrother, Nick Catone, he runs the uh, MMA over in the old, what was that, Wiz. Workout World? Wiz. I want to call it the Wiz, Workout World. Yeah, 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 the old uh, Workout World. He, th that facility is top-notch, and if anybody's looking to get into boxing, Muay Thai. Yeah, and his story is pretty impactful. Yeah, him yeah, and His man. wife went through a tragic loss, and uh, he's got yeah. my support and, and my wife's support for sure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. absolutely. Well, dude, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Especially Thanks for having again, me. Again, you have been in my uh, my view and in my scope. I know I was, we've been DMing forever. Yeah, now it's finally like we get to meet. Uh, now we get to, now we get to go on a date. <laughs> but dude, it was great. And uh, you guys have an awesome small business. Uh, Fifteen million dollars of revenue is something that you and your family should be proud Thanks, of. Thanks, man. Appreciate and, it. And I do believe you can go. You know, at least double that. No um, problem. That's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. Well, thank absolutely you for coming for. and thank you for the nuggets, brother. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Sweet.